Hey, everybody. Today, it's just me, Suzanne. I'm going to uh, talk with you about what to expect next week for LAC1 Session 2, which is basically um, having the student introduce themselves and feel what it's like to try to, to have an agenda, to set an agenda for the visit. So um, the focus for this session will just be a lot about open-ended communication skills and nonverbal encouragements. Um, I'll say the disclaimer, my views and opinions, they're my own, and in they no way uh, reflect the views and opinions of the TCU and UNT Health Science Center School of Medicine. Um, so it was really great. I have read most of the assignments. Students uh, had their first session with you, and then I just asked them to tell me about it. I really was interested in their thoughts on the pa patient experience of care in your clinic, what they notice about that, and also just to do some goal setting, what they hope to get out of this year with you. Um, and it was really great to hear uh, about their good experiences with you. So thank you. Um, I think uh, for most people, the students will be coming out next week. You'll be getting a text from SkillsEval on the day of your planned session. Sometimes life happens and I know you're out of the office. Just please, please, please. Uh, let the student know that you're not going to be there, and um, also give us a give us a, a, a heads up. Um, we certainly want all of this rescheduling to happen between you and the student, but we ask the student closes the loop because a lot of the times their sessions are tied to assignments, and if they don't uh, update it, then I feel like you know their stuff is late, and and so it just helps them kind of manage their own schedules and time. Um, I'll say it now, I've said it before I put I put on the email, but if a student says they wanna reschedule because they have a test or exam week, they're really, they're looking at you with sad eyes and they say, um, you know, they just really would love that four hours to study. You know, this is not an excused absence. So really wanting to reschedule a session with you because they wanna study for a test instead of come out to your clinic, then you, I definitely empower you and really want you to say no that you expect them to be there. Um, it's gonna happen many times. They're gonna have sessions that are scheduled during the same week where they have tests and exams. Um, the School of Medicine knows this, it's not a mistake. Um, so I think in the past, uh, maybe you have experienced this and wanna give the student a break, but we really wanna um, be uniform in our response um, that they should be expected to come out and, and do the time with you. <laughs> do the time. Um, also, I just want to put out, um, you know, we expect these students to prepare. If the student shows up and says, oh, I, you know, I don't know what's going on. This is a problem. I, I, of course, I try to send the newsletter and I make this podcast if you don't want to read long email or if you just want to listen on your way to work. Um, and, and I get it if, if you are not tuned in to the email or to my three or four things that I want the student to do each time. But I absolutely expect the student to know what they want to get out of the session with you. And that means they prepare just like they show up to class and they learn about homeostasis and they do their pre-work and they read. Um, I expect the same behaviors around this course. So um, if you notice that the student is just consistently not knowing what's going on, um, this is a, a great opportunity to provide feedback right at your level. Hey, can I talk to you? I want to give you some feedback. I noticed that you're not prepared. Um, and then, you know, hopefully allow the student to, to improve. But if that message is still not landing, then I'd love the opportunity to also engage. 
Um, so without further ado, I'll just get into this. These are the four things, four objectives for students. These are things you'll see in Skills Eval. If you're just clicking on the old link or if you want to get the app, it's uh, available in the iTunes store. And the email has all that information on how to get that. Um, so number one, demonstrate techniques of instruction. Oh, excuse me. Number one, demonstrate techniques of introduction and initiation of a patient encounter using open-ended, non-focusing skills like silence and nonverbal encouragement. And then number two, discover and then summarize for the patient and preceptor all the issues your patient wants to discuss for at least one patient in clinic. So here, notice here, this is not about them shadowing you. You know, we really would love to today's the day if they didn't have any ability to, to say words to patients or really want them to start engaging with patients, you know, hopefully today. Number three, we want them to discuss strategies for responding to emotion and expressing empathy during patient encounters, um, as well as the challenges of communication while wearing a face mask. So. The pre-work for them, and I'll talk about it later, includes an article um, around the effects of face mask on interpersonal communication during the pandemic. Um, so, you know, I expect them to read this and then and kind of to think about, you know, how does it go when they're talking to people with a face mask, you know, and you can kind of share your challenges and maybe, you know, ways that you have learned to mitigate this barrier. Um, you know, I, for one, I feel... I don't have very expressive eyes. I sometimes I can have an expressive voice. Um, I find I was perhaps a gesticulator before, but it's it's now intensified. I am a <laughs> I am a hand talker to the max now. So I think you know there's a there's a lot of um, you know opportunities to check in about that. And then I noticed last year students just had a hard time like understanding uh, the I guess organizing information like. And I think if they can understand what goes where um, in a in a note, it'll help them. It'll frame like the whole experience, you know, because one of the big things, organize and present information. So um, hopefully we're talking to them on the clinical skills end about what is subjective data, what is objective data. And then you can really help the student out by just pulling up a note and looking at all the components of your of your SOAP note and then showing them chief complaint. HPI, any past medical history, surgical history, allergies, meds, you got it. Um, that's all subjective. And then really clearly delineating, okay, and this is when the objective data, this is this is when it starts. It's when you start, you know, it's no, you're no longer the reporter from the paper getting the scoop. Um, it's not the, the, the information the, the, the patient's telling you. Now you, this, this is your supposedly standardized objective things that you've measured. You've, you, the physical exam findings that you have um, observed, any data you have gathered, results, labs, numbers. So I think if you can help them um, with that basic way to organize information, it's just going to make life easier for them. When I um, review their clinical documentation for me. I'm often surprised how many times a review of systems ends up in the physical exam. Like I, I got lots of notes last year where the um, the exam was this blend of physical findings and review <laughs> review of systems. And I was like, you know, an interesting, perhaps innovative way to um, to present this information. But again, you know, we're all creatures of habit and and um, and templates, and and it was a little bit jarring. And I would say, you know. 
time and time again, subjective, objective. And, and a lot of times they're like, they don't know what I'm talking about, even though we say soap note and all that stuff. So I think it can be way helpful. You just pull one up, you spend two seconds, you know, on a patient they saw, it could even be during debrief. And then you just kind of go through like, hey, what, what, where do you think this subjective data is? Where is the objective data? Um, so thanks very much. Those are the four things. Um, in the email, I just talk a lot about, you know, begin with the end in mind. It's important to kind of know where your learner's starting. And with that, I um, have had, you know, some people ask me, hey, when are they going to start listening to hearts? And and so I sent the uh, syllabus that has the overview, but, you know, your students won't get cardiovascular basics, like how to use a stethoscope. They won't get um, those cardiovascular basics until like, November, December, right? So these first sessions are just a lot about um, talking with people, gathering the history, talking with people. Um, soon they'll be they'll be learning how to do vitals, and that's great. Um, but um, I just want to highlight this big difference. You know, the the what most are used to a clerkship student or a rotator or an audition rotator. You know, they're showing up with a toolkit. They they've already got the basics in the toolkit. But these students are acquiring um, the skills um, in an incremental kind of way. So, because um, I also read, like you know, already patients are auscultating hearts and stuff, and and that and that's super. Um, but just know that it's not expected. So, um, so sometimes, you know, I think this can be helpful if you know where somebody's starting. Then how you manage your time, what messages you want to emphasize. I think it can be helpful to know what's going to land, what's going to stick, what are they working on, what are they noticing. Just like if you don't um, know what you're looking for, you're not going to see it. Um, and I, here's another example I just thought of. I, um, you know, we have senior residents in in my residency job, and I, you know, noticed a resident taking a long time talking with this. I think it was a third year. Um, clerkship student, just it was just a just grand information dump, and it's impressive. You know, it's nice to hear the sage on a stage who can wax poetic about polling physiology and you know some study they read, but but you know, I just got the sense that um, the student is probably not getting a lot out of the grand information dump. You know, they they it, it, the student asked no questions. You know, during that kind of exchange. Um, that I heard between the senior resident and, and the student. They asked zero questions. Um, there wasn't even really space for them to ask a question. And, and I'm not sure they're going to really retain much from that info dump. Um, but if you can let the learner kind of drive or lead um, in terms of their questions, um, um, you know, you can gauge what kinds of questions they're asking. Um, this also kind of lends itself to some expectations around differential diagnosis. And I just, I don't think the expectation for synthesizing data is, should really be here in the early part of the year. I think as we round the bend and they start, um, they start rapidly acquiring these physical exam skills and putting it all together, I'll, I'll be starting to ask them what their assessment is when they give me clinical documentation notes. And, and then, you know, by the end of the year, then start to, you know, try to really push you know, are you able to really get what the main issue is? I mean, sometimes I feel like interns show up and they can't do that. So, so if um, students can can do that, you know, start to really identify what's the main problem of this encounter, or what are the you know main few problems. If it's chronic disease management, 
you know, can they can they start to get an idea of is this is this chronic condition controlled, compensated, decompensated? So I, if they can start doing that kind of stuff, you know, by the end of the year and, and, and really in an early way, then I think they're right on track. So I, I say all this at the beginning because I've learned, you know, over the last couple of years, it's good to begin with the end in mind and to really highlight the difference between what a clerkship learner is and what um, this first year medical student is doing. Um, so uh, I'll also send, um, just for your awareness, the assessment form. I ask for formative mid-year feedback and end-of-year summative feedback um, from the group every year. Um, if you're engaging with skills eval, then all that stuff is mapped, and then your like your assessment form fills itself out for it's you know for me, and then I just want your narrative comments, your helpful coaching, specifically directly observed <laughs> narrative comments. Um, so that's it. I think I've been talking a lot now. Um, I just want to make a plug for uh, uh, the Gibson Lewis Digital Library. If you have, you know, you're entitled as faculty to access to this. And also TCU um, Digital Library has some journals and things like that. So um, I think those are great things. Like sometimes if I can't get to, I, I don't dig up to date. I really like Dynamed. They don't have it. But if I need, you know, if I'm stumped and I got to, and this is often, I got to go look at something. Um, and I can't get through through Epic, like through the point of care um, portal there, uh, then it's nice that the backup for me is I can just go at home and through Gibson Lewis and UpToDate is there. They have like Visual DX. They, again, like any journal that you could want. I, I If I want a New England article, that's where I go get it. Um, although I still have a paper subscription for my last faculty job in Boston. Yay for me. Um, um, even though I'm not working there anymore, <laughs> I've said it to the multiverse. I have told them, but here I still get this uh, subscription. It's very nice. Um, anyway, that's a divergence. Um, so I really make a plug for those digital um, resources. And if you need help getting the username and logon, just let us know. And I think that's that's about it. Um, in the weeks coming up, the, the next scheduled session will be... Um, will be uh, September. So there'll be a couple sessions in September. If you want to know your schedule, let us know. Um, we can send it again um, as uh, sometimes it doesn't neatly fall into every other week. Well, thanks so much, everyone. It's in general a scary um, time, a, a terrible time in many ways. I appreciate that you guys are showing up for our students and are here for them to allow this big train of med ed to continue rolling. Um, and again, um, if you have any questions or concerns, please don't hesitate to reach out and talk to me. Okay, have a good weekend. Bye.